Is it that time? It is that time. So <clears throat> let me get the right. I got the button. Here. So we're not. I, I don't it. even get to use my coin anymore. Nope. I don't get to do my clack clack and flipping. You get nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I made that go longer because you interrupted me. So, And on that note... <laughs> Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. Uh, do I get to say the opening, or are you going to do that too? <laughs> Welcome to Wise and Nerdy, where Joe did nothing for six months, and now he's all fired up from Dragon Con, he's taking over the whole thing. This is how that goes. And I already found an issue with your music, sir, with you having that button. So there's an issue with you having that button, sir. One, you're supposed to fade it before it gets to the end, because we played the end at the end. Secondly, uh, this button doesn't have faders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, secondly, though, uh, I'm going to have to actually I cut actually the intro. probably could. I'm going to actually have to cut the intro in uh, for the recording because it started like uh, StreamYard or whatever started gapping it down. And it was not as crystal clear oh. as, as when it's on this side. So it's all right. Well, though. that's done. All right. That's I can, dumb. I can, Let me I can see. work it in. I got hard Stupid copies. Stupid stream yard. So I can, That's probably the echo cancellation, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But Stupid stream yard. We actually have been out for two weeks now from live uh, because we recorded right before Dragon Con. And we recorded two episodes uh, right before Dragon Con. And, um, of course, published one like it should be. And then we'd already scheduled the one, we called it fake Dragon Con, right? Because we recorded it the week before. But it's like, we're at Dragon Con. Woo! We're just talking Dragon Con stuff. We're looking forward Woo! to being geeky, that kind of thing. And uh, that got scheduled to go out during Dragon Con, which it did. And then we both came back with the crud. And so the li- I was able to pull a favor from Scott and get the live audio from our panel. And that went up, and it was really, really good. And that text you a really cool question that you have 100% ignored. Have I? Probably. Yeah, Devocate <laughs> says Focon. Foxon? I don't know. <laughs> that, that could get really bad. Welcome, oh, Devo. I did completely ignore that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you can uh, answer that later on the in-betweens. But, uh... uh Welcome, Devo. Glad to have you. Uh, we, we've got some uh, uh, things to do with Devo tonight um, at some point, right? So we're also talking about changing up the format just slightly. Not really the format, but the release schedule. Because uh, Joe and I, and it worked out great, right, Joe? We had, you know, here's the question of the week. How are you changing, changing the show this time? That's not the real question of the week. <laughs> but uh, short version, and we'd love to have some uh, uh 
feedback on this that um, we wanted to make sure we never missed a date. So we record what's called evergreen and evergreen means whatever we talk about is pretty much not timely, right? It can be listened to at any point and still be relevant. That's the idea of what we do. So we record extra episodes so that if I'm sick or he's sick or something comes up holidays, you know, Thanksgiving is the next thing I know that uh, we typically don't record on. So uh, we, we put it in a bank, if as you will. And when the time goes, I just pull it from wherever. Sorry, edit it, process it, and then upload it to the Google Drive. So all I have to do is pull it down, put it up on Anchor and all that, make the notes, and we're good to go. Uh, well, we used all of ours to Dragon Con, right? And so uh, Joe was suggesting instead of, because now we got a bunch of phone calls to play tonight, instead of just saving it for, say, record it tonight and then use it at Thanksgiving to actually start releasing a week after we record to kind of keep it that way. If we miss, we won't miss. So that's, that's well, the gist and, of and it, And anyone right? who comes out to the live show gets to see it. Well, I guess we don't record the extras. I mean, we didn't. Like uh, we, we could do a second live broadcast. I mean, the whole thing is just to reset it for the title and everything. Wow, yeah. I just got into art for the show, and there's some uh, pretty evil My Little Ponies <laughs> from Devo right there. Yep. And then we got live in chat. Then we've got uh, uh, Pikachu on Bullet Train, the movie. So I like it. That's why I call it. That's what he called it. That's what I call it. So, all right. But what is, isn't there, isn't there a button for this? It's the question of the week. Now, Joe, before you hit that question, or one of us hits that question, <laughs> why am I hearing a flip-flop back and forth between Kurt and Mike? Because I set it up so that it, every time I push the button, it's random whose sample it's going to play on my Go XLR. So we're no longer doing the flip of the coin at the beginning. Yeah, it's going to be a mix of... Uh, Mike and Kurt and maybe sometimes something else. Um, and we can get, that means, does that mean that people like Devocate could record their favorite thing? Like, what are you nerding out about you freaking nerds? And yeah, maybe their man. voice could come up. Yeah. Save it off to like a Google drive or something and send us a list of their own samples. We could definitely do that. Well, there you go. There's one more way to come play with us. And, um, you know what we'll get into That's the, we're going to geek out about dragon con tonight. Some, you know, I've got, I, I found myself starting to get into too many of those stories there. So we <laughs> are here. Uh, so your question or the question we have here is if you could bring back an actor that was gone too soon, who would you choose? Ooh. I love how he's like, Oh, that he put the question in. It, it's a super <laughs> tough one though. Cause I've, I've got a few. And so I want you to go first. Cause I, I want to see if you'll use one of the ones that I was thinking of. Okay. And also I threw out a second uh, part to that, which we may say for the patrons of, I just saw the Dungeons and Dragons on our monk Steve's this week uh, or last yeah. week or something like that. And the whole joke of, of the dead, you can ask them four questions uh, that it was very good. It was very funny. So I was like, oh, oh, what questions? What 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 are the five questions you'd ask of the celebrity and then they're dead again? Uh well, I, you know, <laughs> for me the number one always and forever will be Chris Farley. Yeah, I I that was one of the first ones I thought of too. It's so good, so funny. Yeah, I mean he, he was a hundred percent gone before his time. 
<laughs> Courtesy Flush, same thing. Chris Farley. Yeah. Oh, man. Now he's up in heaven, living in a van down by the river. The river sticks. <laughs> so, um, another oh. one's Robin Williams. You know? Yeah. Two people could change the world. Oh. Yeah. So much humor. So funny. And they impacted just so many people. So, oh man, there's so many. I mean, both of them played some truly iconic roles. Um, yeah, Beverly Hills yeah, Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Boy>. RV, <laughs> RV trip. <laughs> oh no. Diva says, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. My wife just brought home. Chi- okay. Well, I, I, I'll be honest. I would leave Joe right now if my wife brought home hot oh, Chinese I, food. I, I forgot the new season of Wheel of Time uh, dropped. So was it already uh, was, out before? I don't know much about Wheel of Time. The, we can put that on fir- our list. Yeah, the first season was there. I can. I'll switch that to my ner- nerding out about because I've. That's it's fun. I'll talk about it. It's good. It's good stuff. Actually, you were going to talk about Dragon Con, but we've kind of talked about that like the last three times. But <laughs> anyway, okay. So so look here, rookie. This is how this works. You talk about what you're excited for in Dragon Con. You go to Dragon Con and you come back and go, oh man, this is experience. Like how we both, in- we, we have not even discussed with each other how the live show went. So that That's true. is why true. we're nerding out about Dragon Con, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So as far as which actor that was gone too soon um for me it's between two people really um it's got to be i Leah, you I mentioned some you let you mentioned some some great ones but uh the the two that i i was debating between besides the ones you mentioned mm-hmm. were chadwick boseman uh, and, all right uh, yeah, and actually, courtesy flush, uh, flush said the other one, Heath Ledger. Heath one, Ledger, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, I was in the car today, and "We Will Rock You" came on the radio, and I immediately thought of Ni- a Knight's Tale. Um, uh, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I mean, a lot of people when they think Heath Ledger, they're going to think his his phenomenal performance as the Joker. Um, but yeah, that's for, not the for first me, thing I think of. But yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of people will first think of. Whereas some of the first things I think of are are A Knight's Tale and Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten Things I Hate About You, definitely. Uh, Dr. Parnassius and the Imaginatorial. I don't think I've actually seen that one. It's weird, but his performance is is really good. (laughs) Okay, all right. And then, yeah, Chadwick Boseman, definitely. Why? Why Chadwick? Um. I mean, it's it's purely for selfish reasons because I wanted to see him play Black Panther more. To be to be completely honest, and that's um, fair. I'll give you he, he well, is phenomenal at Black Panther, and we've not had a different Black Panther. Uh, yes, but I yeah. well, and and he did. Yeah. It wasn't just the character though, um, because I think he that character had such a huge impact in. Um, in just the, the black nerd community, the blurred community, as as we've got in the digital media track, um, it, I think it brought in so many new people to nerddom um, or new facets of nerddom. And, and so, yeah, 
Courtesy, courtesy flesh has another one, another good one. Paul Walker gone too soon. I didn't particularly care for not that I wanted him to die or anything. <laughs> I didn't, I, and I would never wish that, but I, I just, I didn't find him all that enthralling. Say, um, I mean, and Chadwick, right? He had 21 bridges and I think he did some other historical, like I think, I believe he played Jackie Robinson, uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, I want to say there's another historic one there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was, uh, the lawyer, uh, maybe it's Thurgood Marshall. Maybe I'm thinking the same thing, but it just seems like he, he just played people who died and, and that was just how his life went, you know, or Anton Yelchin. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. For those who, who don't know who I'm talking about, he was, um, Oh, why am I blanking on his Chekhov. character's name from Chekhov from Star Trek? He also uh, voiced the main character from the animated series Troll Hunter, um, at least for the first couple of seasons. But so. his best movie was absolutely Alpha Dog. Um, that was an amazing performance. Uh, I will take your word for it. <laughs> that is not one that I've seen. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I don't know if you'd like it. I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched it. I don't remember what's in it with the violence and the language and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah. Roseanne Barr was another one. You know, she's still alive. She just canceled herself. <laughs> that. So, uh, oh man, I, I will. I will say not not to get into the controversy of of. of whether she should be canceled or not, but 100% when it was scripted, I thought her, her humor was really, really good. I, I love the show Roseanne, uh, the first time around second time around it, it was doing okay. It was, it was doing all right. And then thing happened and she got thrown off the show and it just wasn't right for me anymore. And especially because, especially because I mean, she was my mother-in-law. A hundred, you know, my mother-in-law was not nearly as funny, but she was my mother-in-law with the bitterness and the wisecrack and the meanness and all this. But also love you and do anything for you, uh, and looks and a lot similar. That um, when the new Roseanne show came on, my wife, we were trying to watch it, and my wife's like, "Man, this is kind of hard," because I mean, she really was just hitting the notes of my my wife's dead mom. And then, of course, when they took her off the show, that ended it for my wife because they had her essentially uh, die off from taking too much of her pain medicine or something, which was very similar to oh. how her mom died. And it's like, yep, nope, can't watch that anymore. So, but it's all right. It, it was a long story for a short joke. But I believe <laughs> it might be time to roll that dice. Roll that dice. Look, kid, I was talking. <laughs> You go to your Roll room. that dice. <laughs> All right. We have number four. All right. You got it? You ready? Uh, yes. What do you love? All right. See, Kurt, we got to get you to record that. So Kurt's like, yeah. here's, here's what kills me about Kurt. And this is why there's a suggestion that I think we'll, we'll fix some of this. Uh, but what kills me about Kurt is that uh, he's like, oh, I didn't know there needed to be a re-record. Like, one, I, I sent you one. Two, we talk about <laughs> it on the show that you pop in on, and we see you're here live <laughs> listening to us. Like, hey, we changed the segment name. We get, Like, come on, man. I didn't hire you. 
I played with you. That's a two. Those are two different things, man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. If 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 you know joeard.com hires you just to read the lines, I I got my buddy Kurt to come in and do something fun. And anyway, what do you love, Joe? <laughs> what do you love? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, the, can you dig it is reboots. Oh man. And this is such a loaded topic in my opinion, because there have been reboots that have been fantastic, but in my opinion, those are few and far between. I think more often than not reboots, uh, do not live up to the original. Well, okay. See, that's the key. The reboots aren't for us, the originals. The reboots are not for the originals. The reboots are for a new generation to discover it. One of my favorite things to bring up when anybody wants to argue this topic with me is the 310 to Yuma. And that's a a great, great Western with, and depending on when you saw it, you fill in the blank differently. Mine was in the late 90s, early 2000s is when I saw it. And um, uh, this is Sparta. Not this is Sparta guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> why can I not crow? Russell Crow. I had Russell Crow in okay. it, and um, man, I want to say it was uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, I think, but I don't think that's right. But I think it might have been. But it was an amazing movie, and I had no idea it was a remake slash reboot, right? And then the one that my dad and uncle grew up watching was also a remake of an earlier one. You know, uh, a star is born. How many people saw that and go, Oh my God, Bradley Cooper. And, and, uh, uh, uh what's your face? Glady Gaga is so amazing. Not knowing <laughs> that there were like five or six other previously done movies called stars born. So what's the reboot you hate, Joe? Oh man, the worst reboot of all time. And I guess this isn't, isn't a reboot per se, more as a retelling. Okay. It's gotta be the last airbender, the live action because the cartoon fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. M night M night Shyamalan's disaster was horrendous. And, and it was it was clear that he was coming from a point of not actually being a fan of the source material. But like he had I always a, wonder, a vague, a vague idea of what the source material was. I always wonder what the point of that movie was. Sim Knight is known for doing his own films, right? Other mm -hmm. than Stuart Little. And I think he helped write, you know, do some screenplays on some others, but he directed Stuart Little. But that's a studio film. And it's great. And it's, you know, source material, all that jazz, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he did uh, uh, all his movies. And he started knocking them. And then he, I mean, really exploded on the scene, really made a name for himself. Really were like, if it says M. Night, I'm going to see it. That's That's my thing. And... Then in the middle of him doing these movies that are very stylized, they're very make you try to look for the twist, try to see what's coming. And, and sometimes you do. And most of the times I think you don't. And then it goes, 
Well, here's Avatar The Last Airbender, which is not just a studio film. It's a Nickelodeon film, which Nickelodeon does not make good films. I, I, I have yet. <laughs> oh, well, welcome to Good Burger. No, it's still a bad movie. I'm sorry. Good but Burger is still funny. Yeah. <laughs> So is Airbender. Ew. So is Airbender when you yeah, laugh at all the crying fans. Yeah, no, when you're like me, you laugh at all the crying fans. It's hilarious. Oh, um, 100%. Man. But it's like, so what's the story about why Why did Nickelodeon decide to make a live action? Why was it such an obviously, when they imported, I do believe, I don't think it was original. I think they imported the anime of The Last Airbender to air on Nickelodeon, had the rights in the No, US. no, no. Did they make no, that? They Yeah, it was a Nickelodeon original. It was pitched directly to Nickelodeon. Okay, so that makes it even worse. Yeah. You, Nickelodeon, made this thing, decided you want to make a live action, which, of course, why not? And then 100% different. 100% different. Why? Well, why did even, you do even that? Even some and then you, you hire somebody. the pronunciations. They changed the pronunciations of half the people's names. It's like, why? Why? Papa Gundam style. All right. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, a lot of whys to it. But so it's like, bad. why would you get M. Knight, who th- does not do studio films like this? You know, that's not always known for. Why would you? N- n- you That's your own property. That makes it worse. I always just assumed they imported it. And so they didn't even know. Like, eh, whatever, let's make money. Because that's what corporations do. Um, but you made it and, and, and you just let it just. Cr- I, it just it's like the superhero films of the 80s just money grabbing and just killed me cuz the studio went hey this thing was popular let's make one just like it and make some money and do not care you know batman forever batman and robin batman and robin not a good movie not <laughs> a good movie at all and they took some of my favorite characters and ran them into the ground it was not <laughs> great they embraced the campiness a little too hard. They embraced the Xenia Warrior Princess way too hard. Like Batman <laughs> flying across the screen, kicking his legs just about in a straight line, and no, you know, it was just stupid. And, now, and it's notorious. Now I'll say it was notorious that uh, uh, Joel Silver, I think, was the producer, and okay. some of the stories that come out of that one, because that's one about the bat nipples and all this other crap. And he mm-hmm. was notorious for running around on set saying. Remember, everybody, we're making a kid's movie because the studios just oh. kept shoving these stupid things down their throat. And that's why Bane is so freaking ridiculous in that film. It's not. Do you even know Bane's no, in that movie? Thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So oh, and those are more remakes. I guess a reboot is a starting a series over. So what's a, a so series? then what's your what's your favorite reboot? Dune. I'd have to say. Okay. You know, I, I saw but the first I, one. I liked the ago. new Dune series. Ah, that is the third. Second new Dune series. Oh. Third Dune series. I didn't. I thought it was. I thought this was the newest or this it was is. the second. Nope. Not the. Oh. So are you familiar with so, the one in the, so 80s? the 80s? Yeah, the 80s one was a reboot. No, 80s one's number one. Oh, well, then then, I guess I missed the middle one. <laughs> you did. And it's, to me, it's one of the best. It is one of the best. Really? And, and it is made straight for TV. It's Sci Fi <laughs> Channel did Dune 
I had two parts, and then they did Children of Dune, and that's one of the few times I bought something made for TV on on DVD at the time, and it is it was just so well done, and they did it I think in a miniseries style, but then you get the DVDs, it just lumps it all together, and they throw in some scenes that weren't in the TV show, you know, uh, on the DVDs as well. But yeah, no, they they really did a, a fantastic job of modernizing Dune in his late nineties, early two thousands. I want to say they did that. And then now this is the second one for the big screen uh, because the sci-fi one never went to the big screen, but sci-fi did. Uh, I think they call it sci-fi presents Frank Herbert's Dune. And man, and think of, have you seen, um, I could have told you to try to tell you, man, the space, <laughs> the space one on Amazon. The space, the space one on Amazon. The space politics. Space. Whenever I hear space politics, my With mind the just belters. goes to Star Trek. With yeah, the belters. You probably haven't seen it. No, you definitely haven't seen it. Thomas James in the first season. Um, I can't. Anyway, it makes me think of that a little bit. The way that's done, where it's a really each season's a really big screen movie, but done in a week to week format. Uh, Babylon. Okay. Uh, uh, not Babylon Six. Um, I cannot tell the you expanse? any show. The Expanse. Yes, that was one thing. Of. But okay. Then, then, the, I, I have not seen The Expanse. Okay. Best reboot is uh, The Toasters. I cannot. I'm bad for the life the of me, The Brave Joe. Little Toaster? I can't. Uh, that's, it, that's a good one. Yeah, they did like 15 of those directed DVD. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> I want to say, what? So tonight my brain is off. And when I grab something, and it's, it just sticks. So I tried to say it a minute ago, and it actually came out Babylon 6, and I can't get past that. But it, it's the one, Cylons, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, about, yeah. Yep. And technically, it was not a reboot. It was a much like Doctor Who as a continuation of the story, but in a reboot style. And it was phenomenal. Much like the Doctor Who series is, is got, it got phenomenal and it kind of petered a little bit and we're going to see where they're going to go next. Okay. Now, Doctor Who is like the ultimate reboot, right? It's built into the storyline <laughs> that every couple of seasons, they just start over. Built to be reboot. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a good one that you like? Hmm. Now, I, if I sat down and actually thought about it, this wouldn't end up being my favorite. But I, I have actually enjoyed um, the Netflix Lost in Space series quite a yes, bit. Yes. Yes. Dude, that which, was good. Which I mean is is what? This is the third rendition of it? Because they had the, they had the movie. The, they had the series in the sixties. They had the movie in the 90s. What, late nineties yeah, with, with Joey, Joey from Friends <laughs> as a as yeah. a star pilot, uh, and then now this. As far as I know, those are the only three renditions. Um, yeah, no, I okay. I enjoyed it quite a bit. That actually, to me, is a great uh, thing about a reboot. And uh, for those of you just tuning in, we're talking about Lost in Space. Um, because they, they did, they totally reset the storyline, started from the beginning, 100% modernized it for smart sci-fi geek audiences, but gave it that darkness that really it deserved in the first place for that sense of danger and changed how different things happened. And I'm sure, I'm sure my dad probably would hate it. Cause he grew up with the lost in space, you know, as a young man or whatever I watched as a kid, 
Uh, but it just, it, it did, it hit home so well that I think that's where a reboot really knocked it out of the park. There you go. I'm trying to think of some others. She know there's plenty of good ones Ooh. out there. Um, planet of the apes. They've done that a couple of times. Yeah. I, the so one, the, this, the newer this might ones. Be an, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I actually liked the Mark Wahlberg one. I did too. I enjoyed it. And technically, they, Mark Wahlberg one is part of the canon of these. Oh, of the new ones? Yes, Caesar came really? from. Uh, the guy, it was on the internet. It was on the internet of how it ties together, but it has to do with the timey-wimey crap they pulled in the movie and the monkey, oh. and there was something, there's some line in there in the newest first reboot, Planet of the Apes, right? Where okay. Caesar comes to power and... Um, and I know it's Caesar, but I can't. I always think of a guy who misses us. So I always come Caesar. Uh, but uh, there's some kind of line that it it's. I don't know if it's officially part of the canon, but it's tied together where you go, yeah. oh, okay, this could be how that happened. But the I enjoyed the Mark Wahlberg ones, and I I just like Godzilla. That's another one. The Godzilla reboots, are, <laughs> they are so amazing. And I love the originals. I grew up. Have you ever watched the Godzilla animes that are on Netflix? I started to a long time ago, and They're it is more like Voltron different. weird. It didn't like people in metal suits to fly. I don't know. It, 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 it seemed kind like of sort what of the, what the what. It's it's like the future and Godzilla has destroyed the earth and they're trying to reclaim yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's felt, very different. <laughs> it was, and I wasn't prepared for that, so I just kind of shut it off. Okay. Uh, I might go back to it. But yeah, yeah, it was like, wait, well, one, I don't get to see Godzilla, so that's crap. Two, <laughs> okay, so he killed the earth, which is not what Godzilla is there for. Godzilla is the protector of the earth. It depends on the version. He's been redone so many times. But every version really still plays to that. It really still plays to, I mean, come on. If Godzilla wanted to kill the Earth, he could kill the Earth. It's a non-starter <laughs> for him. So why wouldn't he? Now, he destroys things because he's a big old klutz, and we got to love him for that. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like, hey, why are bears coming into my neighborhood? Well, maybe because you went and made a neighborhood in the middle of freaking Montana woods. That's why. <laughs> you went to their house. So when Godzilla's fighting a monster and tearing up the buildings, we kind of built in his territory. But anyway, yeah, no, the Godzilla films. Uh, but that, going back to uh, the, the apes, Planet of the Apes, just like the Godzilla films, I grew up watching those over and over and over again in the afternoons. And yeah, I did enjoy the Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, but it was done as a one and done grab money kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Mom, I mean yeah. they left it wide open yeah. for a sequel and then just never, well, but they didn't set it up well it. for us. I mean, the producer or whoever wrote it, I mean, it was a money grab. It just like the hmm. lost in space movie was a money grab. Uh, but yeah, the reboots and they stopped doing them. They, they, I mean, you, I think you could have gone on with more stories on the planet of the apes reboots. As long as they didn't go completely off the rail like the original movie. Have you watched the oh, original Oh, yeah, movies? no, yeah. You they get to the fourth one, it's like, what? weird. What? Let's go. Wait, wait, we're back to humans now? Wait, what? And, what happened? And then, and then there's also the TV series from back then, too, that tied into the movies. That's how their mouth moved when they talked. 
They only moved the bottom part of their jaw the way they did prosthetics. It was weird. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the first couple, right, did the makeup and all, and they looked really good. And then by the time you got to the fourth or fifth movie, it was very much, yes, Dr. Octavius, I will go do that for you. And like, are you a man or a woman? I don't understand. What's going on here? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked enough about reboots. We should roll that dice. Stupid We've got kid. number five. <laughs> I'm waiting for the hate mail from your wife. <laughs> time for a commercial break. All right. It is time for that commercial break dance party. So, uh, Joe, here's how we're going to try this. I'm going to play some music for a dance party. And during the music, you can pop in. You should do you have, you have the call your daddy and the Patreon buttons. Sure do. All right. I'm going to play some music and we're going to try to mix this live and see how badly it goes. <laughs> no, I keep it up. Call your daddy and leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Donate to your dad. Patreon.com slash wiseandnerdy. Link tree, wise and nerdy. Underscore, underscore. Yeah, breaking in with that. So here's the thing that worked really well. That worked really, 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 really well. So what I'd like to do, Joe, is next time we do it is you hit one button at the beginning. Let me come up with the music. Yeah, we enjoy it for a minute because I'm going to cut it right in the middle of the high spot so we can put the real ad in, right? And then it's going to come back. And then as I bring it down, you hit the other button. And it's kind of that book ending, you know? <laughs> but it works. It works. All right. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I mean, call your dad at Patreon, not, not Mike having a stroke. So... Uh, oh man roll that dice all right we got number three which is this button let daddy decide well that turned out to be an apropos voice there although i'm not i'm not paying their rates i'm just not i'm telling you right now um what is the right age for kids to come to dragon con joe Ooh, oh man. So while we were there, I will say I saw as young as newborn there. Yep. Yep. I've seen that. I am a lot more conservative than that. I told my kids that they can't come until they're 16. Um, and why? Not, not necessarily because I think they have to be 16 to be there. I, I think they'll probably be mature enough a little bit earlier than that. Um, but as they so my kids right now range from four to 10, almost 11, they would not last the entire day. It yeah. as as fun as Dragon Con is, they would crash and crash hard at the convention. And quite frankly, I don't want to deal with whiny kids. 
during Dragon Con. Not going to happen. So for me personally, I told them they can't come until they're 16. Um, I think they will be um, mature enough and independent enough that they're not going to be they're not going to have to be tied to my hip the entire time. Yeah. So. so that's the thing there. And I guess it depends on what you're there for. Um, I got to see Goldie. Uh, uh, that's uh, Jess's daughter. Um, and Tony, that's Tony P. Anderson's daughter. Uh, I got to see Goldie there and that was cool. Right. And she's one. And, and, you know, I'm sure that, that uh, Jess was monitoring that as much as possible, but it means as a parent, there's going to be some things you can't do. Um, I've kind of said the same thing. I took, I think I took Oakland when he was 12 or 13. And, but that was the thing that year, uh, I had people that could monitor him, right? If he wanted to go off and see the con, I knew I had Phil or Dennis or Travis. Uh, I think you were around that year that I could say, Hey, you know, just as long as you're with one of these people, I know they're going to keep you safe. You know, you can go watch a panel with them or go see the, the room, whatever, but you have to have that network of people. Cause I was, I was at the room, uh, the year, I think before that I took Crosby, uh, because I was not running it when I took Crosby and she went with me, um, I don't remember how I got her in, but it basically I just brought her, I was coming in and out each day. So maybe I had a guest. Oh, I think I had a volunteer pass that's, and an attendee. Yeah. That's when pass. you had, yeah, exactly. You had the two passes. Yeah. So I brought her in for one day and she stuck with me and I took time away to go and, and show her around and do stuff. But that was the thing being, being attached to you. Ryland has not come to Dragon Con. I love taking him and Crosby separately to Atlanta Comic Con, which is a much easier, I mean, much smaller con. Like, Hey, I'm going to host this panel. You can either be in this game room or that game room, and that's it. And if you have to leave one of those rooms, you can go to the bathroom, of course. But you know, anybody talks to you, anybody messes with you, you got to come find me in the middle of my panel over here. And it's it's very short, very clear. So a hallway, Joe. A Linda Comic Con for content is a hallway. So it's not like Dragon Con where I might be a whole hotel over mm. or three floors up or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and as much as Dragon Con tries, like they, they really have made efforts to try to make it family friendly. It's not the most family friendly thing out there. Well, I mean, okay, why not? Uh, I, I mean, it, it is, it, well, I guess it ultimately depends on actually which hotel you end up in. Because there's some hotels that it is literally just a party the entire time. Uh, and that's, in my opinion, that's not a scene for well, they at least younger separate. kids. So like there's a kid's track. They do. There's a, yeah, there is a kid track. There is a gaming track. So like, I'd be, I'd be more comfortable, for instance, probably leaving my kid, like when they're 16, letting them stay at the Westin than I would in some of the other hotels. Oh no, they're going to the Marriott at 16. Joe, are you crazy? <laughs> they're like, Oh, where am I not supposed to go for the party? Dad? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll catch up with you in a couple hours when you're done with your panels. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Man. Cause what's I, this? I mean, we've said, I'm not saying let them drink this. or anything, but what's wrong with them going, Ooh, cool music. I took a picture <laughs> of the magic carp jamming out for you and you loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I, we have both said over and over, Dragon Con is what you want it to be. And there are definitely people that treat it as a nonstop party the entire time, uh, full of 
of alcohol and everything. So, oh, I've yeah. got some Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. You, you, you get ready for that divorce we talked about. I got your evidence. When you talk about nonstop party, Joe. I got him with flasks. I got him with white powder. They called it sugar, and he was putting it on a cereal. But you know, I got you. I got your evidence out there. All right, next year I'm going to bring my Mountain Dew in a flask and carry around a box uh-huh. of uh, powdered donuts just for you. Um, I mean, I, I I just have a different outlook on parenting. I disagree with the whole. I mean, I'm walking through. Look, here's a party. Here's jamming. Hey, if it's daytime, I can be near. Sure, dance your butt off. Have fun. Uh, now, ten o'clock, the whole con turns to adults. I mean, that's just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that you know, the kids track shut down. Now, the reason I ask though is I'm the same way because Zoe wanted to come this year. Aaron came for the first time this year, and we did the behind the track this Tuesday. Um, if you want to hear the, her experiences there, but Zoe, and what did your wife think about bringing Zoe? Glad you asked. Oh, about bringing Zoe. Uh, yeah. no, we were the same. We're like, look, we don't, it's an unknown this year of, of Aaron being here. So like, we don't know what the schedule is going to be like. I say, look, I don't know how much you'd be able to go back to the hotel and sleep. I don't know how much you'd be able to go and actually see other things other than this, the stuff that I do for a living, you know, what she would enjoy some of that, but, and she would enjoy seeing the people in costumes. And, and honestly, she could have gone down the hall to the animation track to do some of that. But the real thing was the energy levels like you talked about. And it's like, yeah, I've got a hotel room and it's fairly close, but I have no idea. And I said, if you have to go the full 16 hour day, like I do, well, really, I guess it's closer to 12, 13 hours. Um, uh, no, it is closer to 15, pretty 16. close. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was on deck at 9am every morning and it was probably midnight, one o'clock before I got, I mean, that was the earliest I got back to the hotel. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if you have to. Stick with me because I cannot get you a place to rest. Now, Zoe can sit in the corner. She can play on her tablet. She can eat and she might even curl up and nap in like eight or something where it's nice and cool and dark, but to not real get real rest. So there's no way you're ready for that. There's no way you can go with that. Uh, other than that, I mean, it was like now that we know, I think she could possibly come next year and she'll be 12. Okay. Yeah, she'll be 12 by Dragon Con next year. And I can be like, okay, here's the animation track. Here's the anime track. Here's how you get in lines. And then I can talk to those directors and go, hey, this is my daughter. If you see her, she is a, she is a, you know, one, a single writer, but just kind of keep an eye out for her. But she wants to enjoy your track. And I think they would do that for me. Um, yeah. And for, for those of our listeners that have never been to Dragon Con, which is probably a lot of them, the, animation and the anime track are literally down the hall from From where the digital media track is. So, yeah. So, which, you know, put it into that perspective. If I kept them adjacent, that would be a different story. I think also your kids are under 10. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest will be 11 in a couple of months, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he might be the only one that you could do, but then again, it's still about the rest too. You have to make sure, and you were driving in oh, yeah. and out of the city each day. Yep. You know, so yep. it, 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 it's, and I asked, I asked this because I know uh, people like our friend, Steven Adams, Steven, <laughs> you know, uh, how shoes and hand grenades. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he brought comes, his young kid too. Yeah. He brought his, his, his kids was what, four uh, or five not now. eight. No, I no. think he was older than that. His, he his kid he's not here nine. had a 
had a phone and everything. Maybe seven. Joe, but... welcome to 2023 where you're Man. issued a phone at the hospital when you're bored. <laughs> no, so. I, I don't. I, he was definitely older than four. I think that's, let's land on six. Still, still. And that's okay. where I talked to Steven and be like, hey, man, uh, are you going to be at this panel? I, well, you know, I brought my little one. I got I, the creator. He goes, what's wrong with you? You're here to work. Why would you, if you can't let your wife take care of the kid up in the hotel room, why would you even bring him? Yeah, but. Yeah, and, and you know, I think not, he not even said, I could be wrong, but I think he even said that he's not going to be bringing his boy back again for a while. Oh, it, I, it wasn't. I, I, didn't hear that. Yeah. I love you, Steve. I just give you grief. But that is kind of my mindset of like, no, I, well, because I go to kind of work. Now, here's the thing. I imagine that he loved the parade. The son, Stephen's son did. I imagine they probably did kid track stuff. Uh, they took naps, I'm sure. And, and, you know, you're a good dad. You're a good dad. But abandon your family and come work, man. That's what Dragon Con's all about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And you mentioned the parade specifically. Um, I actually showed my kids the parade on YouTube after the fact. So you can watch it. I know it's not the same as being live, but. So I, I inherited this this year from the track. <laughs> Somebody left this very oversized metal Arctic. Yeah, Arctic tumbler with the Triforce etched on it. So yep. full of water too. It's full of water. Everybody's like, whose is this? And I kept asking around. I'm like, well, that's a Triforce. It's metal. I'm taking it. That's that's what ha- people leave stuff. Like we we ended up yeah. with a t-shirt too that somebody had left and never come back for um, that they left in the room. And so when we're doing our our when we're packing up at the very end, we're like, Hey, there's this, I think it was like a medium t-shirt. There's, they were like, Hey, there's this medium t-shirt. Who wants it? It was left here. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah. Uh, the colonel took it. Um, so for me, though, the, it depends on why you're going to DragonCon. Now, DragonCon is a crazier, bigger thing than most. So it is gauged by DragonCon specifically. If now, I don't agree with taking a newborn baby under like f- four oh, to no. six months to anything. No, no, no. Like, I, I've had people like, oh, I took him shopping at Walmart when they're three days old. Like, you're a moron. There's a reason they suggest you stay home for as long as you do because they're building up immunities, you dummy. Uh, but I also know I've taken my kids to loud events and they just slept through it. Right. It's like, oh, I really want to go to this outdoor park concert and I don't know how they're going to do. And then they're like, just cool and then they passed out like oh okay well there we are so i mean you gauge that drink on by how you're there to do it and yeah even at um five six years old or maybe even a little younger they have a whole track for parents to bring their kids and do stuff with them and get them in the geekery cool and yeah if you're just there to attend you can just like going to disney world you can go around the nap times and, and do things but Steven, baby, if you're there to work, <laughs> just go work, man. I need you to, I needed to play with you more. I was, I don't, I don't think I was on a single panel with him this year. Yeah, I definitely wasn't. Cause the only panel I did was with you and Kurt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so, all right. Roll that dice. No, you're not the boss of me. Get a bed. <laughs> all right. We've got. Uh, <laughs> you ready for this? That segment went over very well at Dragon Con. It sure did. All right. Are you ready? Yes. 
I found a wooden shoe in my toilet. It was clogged. <laughs> so stupid. I knew as soon as you said wooden, I was like, oh, it's clogged, didn't it? All right, well, so Jeff. That, that also, was also my, my oldest boy recorded that. Also, you need to, you're a bad dad. Where's the bad dad button? You're a bad dad. Because <laughs> you're not teaching him how to perform. He didn't give space for the joke to sink in and give that sense of dread. Bad, he just went, bad yeah. daddy. Yeah, you tell him, Mike. <laughs> because he really should have, like, I found a wooden shoe in my toilet. And you just let that dread creep in, like, don't say it. Don't say it. It was clogged. He just ran right into it. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Roll that dice. All right. Number two is personal story time. I believe this is yours tonight. Uh, yes. <laughs> Tell me a story about weird relatives. Uh, and you feel free to chime in because I've met some of your relatives. Yeah, that depends <laughs> on your, your, your definition of weird. Oh, man. So, uh, at the Dragon Con after party at Charles's place, uh, we started talking a little bit about some weird relatives. And I didn't go too far into it because Charles immediately was like, stop Save that for the yeah, show. Yeah, it's great material. Um, now I know so, why your kid can't tell a joke. I get it. Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so on my dad's side, he had three brothers. Uh, well, and when I did uh, the Ancestry DNA, found out he also had a half-sister, but he never met her. Um, but he had three brothers. <laughs> Two of them specifically uh, went off the rails quite a bit. Uh, and one of them, the official police report marked it as a suicide. However, my uncle that's still alive, he has voiced to me a couple different times that he believes that he that. Okay. The uncle that died, his wife, and the other uncle that fell off the bandwagon killed the uncle that died. Because when they were supposedly when they talked to the police, their story kept changing. There was also gunshot residue on both the wife and the other uncle as well. Um, well, yeah, so yeah they, that, they watched ADCV, then went up, Bobby, no, and they moved the gun and got it on them. I mean, that's that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the man, the the I wish I could say the drama stopped there, um, but the my we'll call him the good uncle. The good uncle was then a. Uh, threatened with bodily harm if he came to the funeral um be, i guess because he had voiced his opinion that he thought there was some shadiness going on um so he was threatened with that the wife aka the widow now she showed up to the funeral in a limousine with what i can't help but wonder 
and a lot of people were speculating this um, was her um, female lover. And uh, it was just the whole thing was just weird and crazy. And how how did your family not get a reality TV show? (laughs) That is a great question. Uh, the the other uncle that fell off the bandwagon, he one time came over to our house with um, his coked up girlfriend. And I remember my mom afterwards, after they left, grabbing a Clorox wipe and wiping down every surface that either of them had touched. That uncle ended up... Um, dying of an overdose and we didn't find out about it until the cops found him and yeah it was just it was it was weird both of those uncles asked the my grandpa their dad for their inheritance early and he he gave it to him while he was still alive um and then after he died um at least one of them said that they would regularly go to his grave and pee on it. Their own dad's (laughs) grave. Like it was just like, what, why? It's just, I don't know. I I don't know the full story of, of why there was a separation. I just know that they, they went down a really weird path. See, I, I feel used right now. Number one, Number one, with as much Mountain Dew as you drink, you don't get to make fun of somebody being coked up because, you know, Coke, Pepsi, all of it, whatever, dude. Second, secondly. It was Tab Cola, thank you. This is not uh, <laughs> Diet Tab. This is not weird relative story time. This is Joe pitching his Netflix original docuseries story time. because None of that was weird. All of that was, I'm sorry, what? That what? That's <laughs> you know, I think weird relative. I've got the brother in law who loves to hover and then disappear, right? I've got oh, yeah. my wife's <laughs> uncle who 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 thinks that that the aliens are coming to get him. That's weird. Murder, suicide, pissing on graves, overdosing is not weird, Joe. It's a freaking HBO docuseries, which I would watch. Uh-uh. Hundred percent. Everyone's got a weird, a weird relative, right? <laughs> yes. But I think oh. your your definition of what is what is your what is Mrs. Underscore consider weird? <laughs> because I cannot think that her weird relatives holds a candle to the. That's not weird, Joe. That's uh, trauma and drama uh, and real true crime stories. She's got some of her own stories about some of her relatives that went off the wagon. Not quite as crazy as mine, in my opinion, but uh, yeah, she's got her own stories. Actually, your brother-in-law, when Hugh and I stopped by during Dragon Con to pick up the lasagna, uh, he we're there for like two minutes and bam, he's walking through the door and just kind of there. Yeah. And <laughs> we're just like, uh, hi. And then he leaves like one minute before we leave. Like he, he walks around, says a couple of things, checks on a cat and then le- yeah. leaves. He just, he just has to know what's going on in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, no, if, if, in, if in like a, a hundred yard stretch of the street. 
That's 100%. I mean, if flashing lights, be it police, fire, ambulance show up, he's walking down the street to figure out what's going on with it. 100%. And Aaron, Aaron even said to Hugh and I, you might not always see him, but he always sees you. <laughs> true. True. Uh, uh, there's definitely some true crime in my, my wife's family of, I mean, the, her grandfather and step grandmother were notorious for hiding things from each other, like money and, and stuff was putting in this hidey hole and now it's missing out of this hidey hole. When I say hidey hole, I mean, like you have to fly to Montana to this, bed and breakfast they bought out in the middle of nowhere and behind the certain rocks on the fireplace you had to move them out of the way and then there's a safe behind that type of deal you know all these those kind there's a map supposedly to her grandfather's property that was supposed to mark where (laughs) gold was buried like legit gold was buried on the property yeah and there's some other stories that uh might take another year or two before i can tell them but because, yeah, things are going on right now. But uh, tune in in two years to my HBO special. <laughs> you know, uh, All right, HBO, reach out to us. We've got some some family stories uh, I think, for you. I think on my, my side of the family, I think I'm probably the weird one, to be honest with you. Um, well, that... That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my, my uncle probably, I don't, I don't honestly know if he got an actual diagnosis, but I think he's schizophrenic and bipolar, um, which is not weird. It's medical, right? Uh, yeah. I think, I think my mom might be a little bit, a little bit. Uh, definitely my aunt, uh, and my other uncle apparently had issues there too. Um, what? No, I'm not talking about you. So no, I don't have a problem with that though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna get that joke there, uh, but uh, but like out of my cousins and everything, I, I I'm the non-churchy. I'm the the. I mean, I do everything online. I'm louder than life everywhere. And well, I mean, my cousin plays for uh, a famous band on the side. You know, my other cousins actually toured with music. Uh, you know. My other, my other cousin, Jenny, I think she's probably the most normal one because she's the one of the families had a divorce, you know, and has a, you know, the blended family <laughs> now. And like, no, that's, that's pretty freaking normal compared to everything else that goes on. But yeah, you know, nobody on my side of the family has gone to jail or been considered to have killed somebody. Well, okay. That might be me too, but I was a paramedic and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's not like I murdered them. It just sometimes, you know, the medicine doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, he pled insanity people. He wasn't convicted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you were talking to weird, I, I thought you meant like, like, uh, uh, Papa NASCAR weird. Um, or like, you know, my, my, all of you have met my brother-in-law. I mean, he, he admittedly, he's weird. He has his quirks and he has his own things and there's tons of stories. Dude, we went to South Carolina. So long story is, is the family used to always go to South Carolina every year. The, the grandpa paid for a beach house, kind of like you do with your family, right? Y'all go to whatever beach. So they'd go to Polly's Island, which is just south of Myrtle Beach every year. Well, her mom's car broke down while they were there and, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. I had to leave it to get fixed. Well, it got fixed. So I had a truck, Douglas, my buddy had a trailer 
and uh, he was Douglas was at. He had the the soulless ginger redheaded stepchildren running around my house at the party. Uh, but uh, who I never I never could remember the one girl's name. I just kept calling her Auntie. Little Red, and she hated it. Oh wow, well, yeah, that's that's a thing. She started some crap with you. She could not take, and that was hilarious to me. Uh, but uh, and then she kept asking me to play games with her. Yeah, uh, but I had the truck. He had a trailer that could pull a car. So me and Douglas and Sean and Nicole, who's now Douglas's wife, uh, we all took a, a road trip. And I think maybe Aaron went too. I don't remember, but we just went basically up to South Carolina to pick up the car and bring it right back. And Sean at midnight was just all of a sudden he, he picked up these, we had these weird grabbers in the truck. One's like a shark mouth. Another was something else. And he started being like, do this little puppet show. Like, yes. And just everybody's cracking up and laughing. Just the weirdest things he can just start doing. And it's funny. So yeah. Uh, if you get that that docu series you're gunning for with this episode, I want I want a, I want a piece of it. I want I want to be in on that. You're like I have weird relatives too. No I no no stories. no no. I just I want to be a producer and, and and get some money off of it. That's all. That's all. So all right, all right. what else? Well, you know what time it is. It is random. What are story you time. nerding out about now? It is random trivia story time. Uh, yeah yeah. Okay so. I know I put it down. I know I forced you into it, but it is <laughs> Dragon Con experiences. And this, Joe, this is that wrap up you do if you're a professional that says, here's what we personally got out of it. Because you and I legit did not get to talk. Uh, we, we went about our business after the show. Like I had something to run off and do. You had a room to run. And, you know, and then even at the party, we ended up in two different spaces, basically just chilling out. Um, and then you, of course, abandoned us and left because uh, you got to go see the <laughs> wife, whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll give you this, Joe. You came. Phil and Dennis just couldn't even be bothered, you know, so. It's true. That. They were like, bye. I got to get back to Pennsylvania for no reason because I don't even work until <laughs> a couple days yeah. later. Yeah, Phil's like, oh, Morgan, Morgan had to work like, Psh. You let Morgan fly in two days after you. You couldn't fly back two day a day after her. I mean, come on, man. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so let's talk about general experiences, and then we'll we'll end with talking about how our show went. Yeah, in general, I thought it it went really well. Um, I I didn't leave the track near as much this year as I have previous years. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because we had some really, really good panels this year. Um, and so as a volunteer, obviously we see the list of panels uh, long before other people do. Um, but what it also guarantees is that we can sign up to run the, the board or the stream or whatever in the room for any of those panels that we want to listen to and there were there were several times where i wanted to listen to both rooms and well can't can only be in one place at a time um and so like even like for instance the same time as our panel there was a a panel next door about parenting in the digital in the digital age Uh, so i'll have to catch the the vod on that when it goes to youtube later um and that's a uh, search DC digital media on YouTube to find that. 
Um, or you can go to the link tree. Actually, I have a banner because uh, this is the same uh, tool that I use for the digital media track. And the link tree is this one. Uh, link tree is this DC digital media, all lowercase. And it has all the connections to the YouTube page, to both Twitch channels, to uh, the Discord, to everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, and the discord has been phenomenal. It has been blowing up with tons and tons and tons of new digital creators that have joined so that they can continue the conversation, um, uh, surrounding different panels. Um, and it's, it's getting to the point where, you know, the first couple of years that we had this discord, the conversation would pretty much, you know, die out around November and it would, it would just trickle along until for like the next six, eight months. Uh, I don't think it's going to do that anymore. We've got so many people in there and so many great ideas going on and conversations going on that I think that we're going to have a pretty consistent, uh, flow of conversations going on. Um, and, how For those that are how many users that you have. All right. So we have um do, 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 scroll down, see offline. We have about 450. Oh. Okay, you're just counting on the side. Yeah, so on the side you can look at offline yeah, versus online, online and yeah. yeah, we have okay. just shy of 450 people in there and um we've had a ton of people talking about like hey i want to start a podcast or or my 85 year old neighbor wants to start a podcast was a recent conversation what what's some uh, decent tech that i can give her that's not going to break the bank um this is roughly her budget and so there's just tons and tons and tons of conversations going on all the time about different things like that or or ideas for panels that could be on the track next year um and we we keep adding even more stuff like uh this year we added in for instance a channel specifically for um swapping gear trading gear buying gear selling gear or donating gear um and so I'm, I, it was, it was a channel that was requested. It hasn't been used a whole lot yet. Um, but I'm curious to see, uh, some of the interactions in there and see if, uh, some gear, especially donated gear ends up happening next dragon con, uh, to these brand new creators. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind doing like a little, Hey, and uh, what what gear can you donate that you don't use anymore that's just sitting there collecting dust that we can yeah. that we can give out when we're doing a panel on budget gear or starting gear or something like that that we can give out to some select audience members or something like that we could even uh as we grow cuz we're going to keep doing content throughout the year uh if we can get some throughout the year sponsorship on that content we can use some of that money for shipping to say hey you know we can come up with a way of going you know how do we determine who gets the gear or whatever but someone's like hey this is what i'm doing and and the council of elders or whatever says yeah let's give you know, this piece of gear well that money can go to okay joe go ship it send me the receipt and i'll send you that money and that way we we as a track can even facilitate getting it because otherwise it's just hey you got to be at dragon con which is fine too, 
but you know, if we're trying to do all year round stuff, I like the idea. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we've got channels in here for, for feedback on things that we could do because we're always constantly looking for ways that we can improve the track. And, um, we, we do probably at some point need to discuss official rules for the discord. Uh, we, but in general, it hasn't, even with, you know, almost 450 people, we really haven't had any jerks popping in or anything like that. We haven't had problems. Um, and so, but at some point we are going to have to have some official rules and, and things like that. And cause we're, we're going to just going to continue to grow. I mean, the only official rule we need that I've ever needed is roadhouse rules. Be nice Don't be a jerk. That's that's dragon con rules. Uh, be nice until it's time to not be nice. And then the question in the movie is, well, when we know it's time, when I tell you it's time to not be nice, and, uh, that's that's roadhouse rule. Uh, so, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think we'd have some general guidelines. Yeah, know your I, audience, be cool, be excellent to each other, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I think the only time we've really gotten after people is when they're continually putting stuff in a chat room and we're like, Hey, that's probably better to be in this chat room. Um, like for instance, we have a chat room that's solely dedicated to promoting your own material. Um, and so something like that, we're like, Hey, this doesn't really belong over here. Why don't you throw it in the, the promotion or, you know, something like that. But really it's, it's a pretty chill place with a lot of really helpful people and, yeah, like like you you showed that link tree earlier. Hop in on that link tree and and uh, there's a an invite to the Discord. Because even if you don't if you don't plan on coming to digital meet uh, to DragonCon, um, it's a great resource if you are trying to get into the digital creation area at all. Whether that be podcasting, YouTube. Um, Twitch streaming, any of that. Um, we've got a wide variety of talented people, um, and knowledgeable people that can help you out. A uh, thousand percent. Actually, I, once I clean up my studio, I'm going to go through with the gear I have and go into that. What are you room. nerding out about? Kid, I was talking. <laughs> Mind your manners, sir. Mind your Sorry, my, my, my kid just hopped into the studio. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hop him right onto. I don't know what what's like a Mormon truck to hell. I don't know. Uh, I thought you were just gonna Goomba stomp him like Mario. Now that's just sizes <laughs> because I could easily do that. Yeah, come on. Uh, so, but I am looking to possibly trade some of my gear for see what's what's out there. You know, see what. What I mean, I'd love to have a DJ board instead of the I'm thinking I, I found my my little Behringer. I've got my big Euro rack over here too that I'm gonna play with and take this road out of service. But here's what I like about the road is it ties directly into the computer USB. And that's a cool thing for me. Uh but I also and my little Behringer will do that. I've got a mid mid-sized one somewhere. Um, but the big one I don't know will do that. However, I also love that ability to hit the buttons. You know, Nerd. like that, but that could be a DJ pad, right? Cause even Scott had a little mini DJ yep. pad that he was doing stuff for or you and you and Scott were doing the stuff for uh, uh blood feud. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm looking to trade for that, you know, see what's out there. Uh, I really, man, the, the, the con itself was, was really, really good to me. Uh, I, I said, like I said, in the end, I set a lot of intent on it and got out of my own way because I'm the guy that's like, well, you know, if I do a panel for me or, or if I put myself on a panel, that's one more voice that maybe could be heard. That's not being heard or one more panel that could be done. That's not being done. But I said, you know what? If I don't take my own advice, which is get out there, promote myself, show who I am at the con, do, do the thing. Right. And show everybody, this is how I think it should be. And you can get inspired by that and do it in your own flavor. Then why am I even bothering? And so I took the early morning shift that everybody hates. You know, people are always upset. Like, oh, you know, every, every year, every single panel, at least one person's like 10 o'clock, you know, I was like, well, I'll take that spot. And by the third day, so I recorded three morning interviews. And then the fourth day was an afternoon talk that we did, you know, for Monday, uh, uh, Friday night, I was out till two in the morning and then it had to be on deck at 9am that morning to, to be ready. And it was fine. You know, I got up and I was fine. I was no hangover and, and clear headed. And, uh, Friday morning was a surprise. Ming Chen came on, which is, uh, he's from, uh, uh, uh comic book man. You know, he, he worked with Kevin Smith. He works uh, with Kevin Smith on, on at the store or at least he used to, I don't know. I don't know if he's still at, at Kevin's uh, comic book store, uh, but he was definitely on the TV show and he's got his own podcast and he does all kind of stuff and, and cool guy. And I know him somewhat, but Chris wisdom really knows him and they ran into each other. So Ming surprised us for uh, finding the stories on Friday morning. It was a great conversation and I was really jazzed by it. And that's the other thing is 10 AM on a Friday, people are at work and one person, two people are in there, three people are in. By the time we actually hit go for the live and start the show, three quarters full and participating and asking questions. I'm like, cool. This is awesome. Cause nobody even knew he was coming. So that it was just me and Phil. That was it. That was advertising. Still decent room. Next morning had uh bar Fox on and that bar is a decent name and we'll bring certain people to the table. Again, one person, two people. And this is after the roast and like, but this is cool. The third day I was tired and it was a person I didn't really know. And I'm like, I asked myself, do I really, really want to do this? Cause you know, I'm, I'm dragging myself out of bed when I don't have to, you know, I can legit just give other people the time. And we know that uh, Dave and Michelle will take the morning shifts and, and it's fine. I don't even have to show up for a while. And then I'd come in about nine, nine fifteen, get my coffee and sit down in a quiet room. They're just over there at the table, just being quiet and chilling. Phil comes in and we, we talk just a little bit, but just kind of looking at the empty room or two people in there. And then by the time the show goes and the room's almost full and people are there and taking notes and we're having this great conversation along the table. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to do this. You know, it, it really fueled my creative spirit and, and getting funding the stories going again. And doing that. Yep. There are tons of great stories to be found at Dragon Con. Hopefully they never reboot it. And that's the show. Oh no! I went done talking. No! Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting. Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Check out the website, wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may not be your father. 
but they'll always be your daddy.